Hey guys, welcome to the Be Different Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian and Shayla. We are inviting you into our living room to have real conversations about people being different. So come hang out with us. We will talk about real life, everyday stuff, things like marriage, parenting, and why doing life together is always the best option. We'll talk about the good times, the stressful times, and the times that you might feel like giving up. You can learn more about our story at anguishhearts.com. Don't forget to connect with us on social media and welcome to our community. Grab your popcorn and brownies and join us each week. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. We are your host. I'm Brian. And I'm Shayla. Bri. Season two. Season two. It's here. And guess what? It's a new year. Woohoo! 2021. Here we go. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back after a two-week break. Wow. It was a nice two-week two week break for us. It was quick. Very quick. <laughs> it was quick. But we are back. And if this is your first time, uh, this is season two. We're kicking off season two, episode one today. So if you are joining us for the first time, go back and listen to season one. It's full of good stuff. Full of good stuff. The last two episodes, we shared our story. Yeah. So if you have not listened to that one, even if you joined us before for maybe episode one, two, three through 10, <laughs> but didn't hear 11 or 12, go back and check it out because it is our whole story and uh, it is so long. It took uh, two and a half episodes. There was a bonus episode we called it. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode was long. Actually, I got a text. Somebody said, I, I'm getting through. I feel like a marathon runner. I just got through episode 12. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to like take that as a compliment or if that was a <laughs> hey shorten your podcast if you're listening you know who you are who texts me that but so excited we have some great content today's topic is i can't wait to talk about today's topic uh we have some guests coming up it's gonna be episode season two is going to be better than season one. Oh yeah i'm calling it right now well i mean season one we were we were we were infants. We were newborns. <laughs> are we toddlers? Now, now? we're toddlers. Now we're toddlers. <laughs> uh, we are married. We're husband and wife. Uh, we celebrated 21 years of marriage just a couple short weeks ago, the week before Christmas. Uh, like we said, we took two weeks off uh, just to give us a break and maybe to give you a break as a listener. Um, but we're back to hit the ground running. Uh, how was your Christmas, Shayla? Christmas was great. Uh, looked different this year. It did look um, different. We, we spent it together. Yeah, we were together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, um, no COVID this this Christmas or or this last two weeks that we know of yet. <laughs> oh, are you talking about in our family? <laughs> yeah, in our family. Yeah. Um, we're still uh, still one one down, three yeah. to go. The the last holiday, Thanksgiving. Um, if you listen to any other, um, what was it, two or three episodes ago, we talked about that, that you was, got. I think it was episode eleven. Yeah, that you got COVID. It. Maybe episode twelve. We might have saved that. I don't remember. I don't know, but, but I did get COVID. So that was Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving was a little bit unique, and then you kind of tiptoed into Christmas, right? I mean, twenty twenty is fragile. You never know what's going to happen. So but it's over. We flipped the calendar. Here we go. Remember back when we were married early in our marriage. And I would gift you a calendar every year. Oh, yeah. Who all remembers going to the, the calendar, the calendar store. store at the mall? <laughs> like, do they still have those stores? I don't know. But it was the thing. Like, you would go oh, yeah. and we were dog people back then, as Shayla reminds me quite often, that we don't have dogs now, but we were dog people before we were kid people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before we were parents. Before we were parents. And I would always get you an Australian Shepherd calendar. Yeah. Every year. Well, maybe next year you could just give me an Australian shepherd puppy. No, we're not. Instead of a calendar. No, we're not doing the dog thing again. Uh, 
but yeah, calendars. We used to flip the calendar yep. or get a new calendar. Now we just... What about planners? Oh, planners. Did, I mean... <laughs> a Franklin? A Franklin planner. But who used a, a planner in 2020? Uh, nobody? I bet some people still use planners. Some people still like... Do you think people are hesitant to get a planner for 2021? I don't know. If you listen to, <laughs> if you use a planner, will you direct message us on Instagram? <laughs> well, and send us a picture. We'll post your planner on our Instagram. If, if I had a planner, which I do have a planner, I got a planner for Christmas. You're going to send it in and, po- and we'll post your own planner? Is that what you're saying? Well, I could. But you know what I should put on my, my planner every day? A question mark. Because you don't know, you don't know what tomorrow holds. We do know that there'll be virtual school tomorrow. Oh, Speaking yeah. of tomorrow, we are recording this on Monday. We are late recording. Yeah. So this is getting dropped in like, I don't know, fourteen hours or something. Uh, we start school tomorrow. Routine, routine, routine. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. I love the kids. I love having the kids at home. We have one kid that is super excited to go back to school. But I mean, she only gets to go back two days. Two days. And person. then the other kid, he's like, ugh, school tomorrow. Christmas break wasn't long enough. You know what we should do sometime in season two? Is we should have a podcast with all four of us. Oh, boy. Should we do that? <laughs> I say yes. Oh, no. You say. I don't know. You don't know. Uh, today, what are we talking about today? We're let's talking. Get, let's get to today. Yes. Right. What are we, what's our topic for today? We are answering this question. Are you ready for the question, Shayla? Go for it. You know the question. I know it. Our audience knows the question because it was in the title of the podcast today. Is church important? Hmm. Do you want to answer it yet or do you want to wait? You want to wait? Well, let's wait. Let's wait. We're going to talk through some things. We're going to answer that question and we are going to help you answer that question in your own life. Yeah. We'll give you our answer, but then we also want to uh, help you with your answer. And here's why we're talking about it today. Because Shayla, when we, when we flip the calendar to the new year each year, what do people like to do? Oh, those good old resolutions. New year's resolution. So I read this stat on Google. Now, of course, that's where you go to get your answers, right? Don't go to Google for your COVID answers. But I did read this stat on Google. Only 8% of Americans who make resolutions actually follow through with them for a whole year. Ouch. 8%. <laughs> less than 10. Less than one out of 10. And here's the, here's the other thing. 80% of Americans uh, fail at their resolution by February 1st. So, Within so 31 in. days, a month in. they're done. So I'll ask you, do you make re- New Year's resolutions? Of course not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> would, where would you fall into that category? Uh, <clears throat> the 80%? Yes. Fail. You would fail by? I fail. By February 1st. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm, I don't make them anymore. I think I used to. Yeah, we used to. Yeah. I remember one year I said, I'm not going to drink um, regular pop. I was going to drink diet pop. Which is so stupid. It's diet. Uh, go to Google. Google tell you that it, regular is better for you than, than diet. Yeah. I just I mean, said don't go to Google for things. But so just drink regular pop. That's just don't drink it at all. Well, we're a family divided here. But you don't drink it. I don't drink it. Because we don't buy it. We don't buy it. But I, if, if somebody offered me up a good pop, I would take it. Is it soda or pop? I say pop. Because we're from Kansas. Yeah. Used to be. Now we live in Missouri. Most people probably say soda. Soda pop. If you live in the South, in the good old South, you like say Coke. Coke. Anyways. For everything. Anyways. All right. I I remember one year I made a resolution that I was not going to drink soda at all. Pop at all. Remember? Yep. And I went like five years. Yeah. And you would desperately try to get me to drink 
a Mountain Dew instead of a Coors Light. Absolutely. We'll yes. get to that in a few weeks. <laughs> if you didn't listen to our story on episode 12. Because you, you just drink a Mountain Dew. Yeah, stop drinking alcohol. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a couple weeks. We're going to celebrate 13 years of sobriety later this month. So hang on to that one. Hang on for that one in a few weeks. But that was one. Of, that was a New Year's resolution one year. And I think I went, did I go like two or three years without drinking soda? Yeah. It was insane yeah. how long I went. Um, but we don't really do it anymore. And here's why. We would fall into that. Probably in that 92% of people that don't, I would say I would make it longer than February 1st usually, but it's hard to keep a resolution for a whole year. Yeah. And what's the point, right? But I do think there's value in shifting your behavior. Mm-hmm. And in January 1st seems like a logical time to do it. Or a lot of times people think like, oh, I'll start eating better on a Monday. Like for some reason, like Mondays, the beginning of the month, and obviously the beginning of the year are always those dates when you want to start something new. And then you fail by Friday, the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, or if you're like me, I'm like, I'm not going to eat sugar this week. And then you have it like by 10, <laughs> 10 in the morning. You're like, oh, I already r- ruined this day. Just, Just eat, all hell, eat all the Halloween candy in one day. <laughs> load it up. Uh, but here's why we want to answer this question. And here's why we're so excited about talking about this today. Is church important? Because I think, Shayla, it's important that I think that people this time of year think about church. Yeah. Right. They they think well, about they're, like, they're coming off of Christmas. Yeah. But maybe right? they attended church at Christmas because, you know, you want to celebrate Christmas time and go to a church and take your family to church and dress up and do all those things, and and maybe they're thinking, we should try to do church in January. Yeah. And and so that's why we're answering the question today. Is church important? We're gonna get there. All right. So here's here's what I, what we should do, Shayla, because I know. The person, the the listener, there's three people listening, right? There's, well. I hope there's more than three. <laughs> there's more than three. <laughs> there's three types there's three, of people. Three types of people listening. All right. So here, here's one. You go to church. There's a group that's listening right now that they go to church. Mm-hmm. They go to church 90% of the time, you know, every weekend. Uh, there's, there's people listening that sometimes go to church and there's people listening that don't go to church. Yeah. So you fall into one of those three categories. And so. As we, as we mentioned those, you're probably thinking, where do I, you know, I fall into the, I go to church or the, I sometimes go to church or the, I don't go to church. And we're going to address each one of those because I think there's different, there's a different mindset for each group. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, of course, of course. I mean, the people that go to church, um, religiously, you like that? Um, <laughs> we'll dive into that too. Um, you know, the people that make church a priority, um, you know, those people are, are, are more involved in a church, right? right? Um, there's, there's some, there's some ownership in, in going to a church. I like like that. If you're taking notes, write that down. Ownership. Yeah. There's ownership in, Hey, you know what? It's, it's Sunday or it's a Saturday night. You know, you make that a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, especially Brian, we, we have fallen in all three of these categories. Yeah. We're going to, we're going (laughs) to share our church story here in a few minutes. And, and being, you know, in all three of these, um, I know the feelings and I know there's loneliness in some of these. Um, there, there could be loneliness in all in three, all three of them. Yeah. Um, and isolation in all three. Yeah. Uh, here's what we're going to do as well. Shayla, we're going to share with the listener five guidelines to help them find a church. Ooh, five pointers. Five. Huh? We got five. <laughs> we may give you some more throughout the podcast, but we're going to at least give you five to help you find a church. If you are in that category of, you sometimes go to church or you don't go to church. We're going to help you. <clears throat> and maybe you're in that category. You go to church, but something's just not right. Right. 
we're going to challenge you and encourage you to maybe look at making a change. Yeah. Did I say that out loud? Yeah. Because that's part of our story. Yes. Right? Our church story. All right. You ready to jump in? Let's go. All right. So let's talk first about those three group, groups of people. Okay. We talked about the, we already talked about the, the group that goes to church, right? That you have accountability, you have ownership, you are part of something. But let's talk about the group sometimes goes to church. So this would be, a, this is the, the person or family that, um, you know, major holidays, maybe Christmas, Easter, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, you go when it's convenient, or maybe it's a, hey, let's try to hit two out of four Sundays in a month. Um, or one out of four. Or one out of four, yeah. right? If, if you have nothing else on the calendar, or maybe if the, chief, if the Chiefs don't play early at noon, then maybe you can hit the 11 o'clock service. I mean, there's, there's so many reasons why people, I guess, don't go to church. Thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I, and again, we have fallen into this category where um, it, it becomes a bad habit if you if you attend church and you're kind of like that new year's resolution right like okay we went today next week and then next sunday or next saturday night or you know whenever church is it happens and you're like oh man we were up late it's mm-hmm. just going to be better to get some sleep and then and again it's it's that <laughs> It's that percentage that fails, right? Because then one week turns into three weeks and yeah. then it's like, oh man, let's go back to church today. And, and there's no consistency. And, and in that inconsistency, you are lacking or you are, you are losing out on friendships. You are losing out on spiritual growth. You are losing out on so much. So again, it's, there's no ownership in it. You know, if, if you're not all in, then, then why go if it's not on a priority list for you? I love that. And I think part of that equation as well is somebody who goes to church, but it's so dull and it's, there's no excitement that it's not drawing them back. Yeah. Right. You go and you're just like, oh, that was a wasted hour or, you know, we, we, we fought all the way to church. We, <laughs> You know, we yelled at the kids the whole drive into church. Then you walk into we walk church. in, and put on a smiling face, and then you leave and you yell at your kids all the way home, or or whatever it might be. It, it's just it's just not positive. So you're like, there's no there's no um, there's, there's more stress involved yeah. getting to church than going. There's to no church. motivation yeah. to yeah. go back yeah. the next week. And like you said, once you once you're out of that routine, one week turns into two weeks gone. Two weeks turns into four, and before you know it, you haven't been to church for three months, and you go back and you feel like a stranger. Yeah. Sometimes it's more painful or when you do go to church, the lifestyle that you're living makes you feel worse when you leave than when you walk through the doors. The conviction piece to it, right? Right. Mm. I mean, I think that's a, that's a really, that's a real life emotion as well for people that they think they have to act a certain way or be a certain way to be welcomed into church. We're going to get there as well when we talk about the church because church should be a safe place, not a place where you have to get cleaned up before you come in. And so maybe that's another reason why people don't go to church that often, because when they do go, it just makes them feel bad. Or, or they could go, they, they could realize the lifestyle that they're living, that church might be their answer, right? right? It's right. their, it's their safety net. It's their um, life preserver of, all right, man, I've been living a life of sin and tomorrow I'm going to go to church and everything's going to be better. And then you go back you know, to that yeah. lifestyle and, and use, use church in that way, which God, God doesn't use and God doesn't miss a moment like that. 
to to speak to that person mm-hmm. and um it's it, it's my prayer and it's our prayer that god grabs that the heart of that person who is is there um maybe out of guilt yeah you know in their life because that's where god can really mold and shape you into what church really is yeah all right let's move on to the third group the the group that that don't go to church so maybe you're listening and you're like i don't go to church i don't want to go to church done that been there maybe been burned by a church yeah don't want to do it again maybe you were hurt as a child from the church as an adult uh, maybe something happened and and there's just no positive memories or positive experiences about church maybe you think the church is full of hypocrites right that they think they're perfect people that walk into a church that's not if that's your church experience you had a bad experience yeah and we want to help encourage you and challenge you to not base future a future church experience on a past church experience. Yep. Because uh, that, that last group, Shayla, I mean, church can be life-changing, life-giving. It shouldn't be life-sucking, right? It yeah. shouldn't suck the life out of you. Yeah. It shouldn't be exhausting to go to church. Yep. And and maybe when you've been involved in a church or if you were burned by the church, you're like, it's, it's just not worth worth trying it again. So we're here today to, to challenge you in that. And our prayer and our hope is that you will be open-minded to give church a try again. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's our three, three groups of people. Okay. More than three listeners, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> the, the three groups. All right. So let's talk about our church story. And then we are going to answer the question, is church important? And then we're going to go through those five guidelines. Let's do it. You ready to go? Let's go. All right. So if you listen to our story uh, the last two episodes of season one, uh, you heard that Shayla, you grew up in the church. Yep. You were always there. Always there. Doors, doors were open. Tell us about it. Um, yeah, I grew up in a strong Christian home. Um, when the, the church doors were open, my, my family was there. So Sunday morning, Sunday Sun- nights, Wednesday Wednesdays. nights, youth. Business meetings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have fond memories as a child um, going with my my dad to a business meeting. Um, I think I sat in on maybe one of those, and then that was it. That was it. That I mean, they it. didn't have we didn't have iPhones, iPads. I did have a Game Boy, but I don't know if I ever brought the Game Boy to church. I don't know if that was allowed. Oh, that's sacrilegious. But <laughs> that's, no. um, that's, but yeah, that's on the that's living outside. The box, the box, the religious box, bring a Game Boy. Yeah. And, and I mean, we joke about that, and but, my, but, but, but you my, did live in a, like you, that was your experience growing up. Yeah. My church experience, what I remembered was, um, you know, you, you have to live within the, the boundaries of a box, right? That's kind of how I felt like, and if you, if you lived within these rules, then, then you were a Christian, um, that, that you were walking this straight and narrow path. And, um, I, I remember breaking some of those rules yeah. and thinking I'm not a Christian anymore. And, but I would still, I would still go to, to youth group as a high schooler. Um, but not living a life of a follower of Jesus. I, I never remember hearing about the relationship with Jesus. I just remember hearing these are the rules you have to follow. Yeah. And, and- and I'll ask you, did that carry over into your uh, adulthood when you didn't have parents telling you, hey, we're going to church? Absolutely. Yeah. Because we, we met shortly after you were... You Out were, of high school. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. were... Yeah, yeah, you left 
home in August of your freshman year of college and we met we started dating like two months after that yeah. so there wasn't much gap between your parents and us dating but when we when we started dating we never talked about church well I, I kind of felt like um you know not not that I ever felt my parents forced me to go to church that was never a feeling that was never a thought that was never even anything that that but but what I felt leaving home for college was you don't have to go anymore. I don't have to go to church. Nobody can tell me what to do. Um, a, a chip on my shoulder, right? I mean, I, I thought I had life figured out. Um, there was years of of not going to church. You know, we got married. We got married in a church. Well, here's a, we yeah. had to find a pastor to marry us. Yeah, and I don't know if we talked much about it during our story, but we, we met at a Christian school. Yeah. And we still didn't go to church. No. <laughs> Like it wasn't a requirement to well, go to church. Well, we had Monday convos. That counted, right? I guess. I don't know. But, <laughs> I mean, you you think about that. Like, we went to a Christian school, not because of the Christian experience. That's a whole nother, yeah, that's, I went there to play basketball. You went there because it was, your siblings went there or whatever. But um, when we got married, yeah, like you said, we had to find a pastor to get married. And then when we were married, we didn't go to church. Not at all. And and we would fi- we would find a church when your parents would come up. All right, so enough about that part of the, the church story. We didn't find a church, didn't go to a church, and then we had this extreme life change when our marriage hit rock bottom. I gave my life to Jesus. You repurposed your life for Jesus, and we had to find a church. And and fortunately, through that, uh, you were involved with some, some young women mm-hmm. that were encouraging you during the really tough times that we had in our marriage. Yeah. And they were part of a church, and they invited you, and and uh, that's the church that we landed at when we had this huge life change. And I remember going there before giving my life to Jesus, walking into those doors, thinking there was a bright neon arrow, like flashing, pointing right at me every every Sunday morning. Uh, oh, look, it's the it's the sinner hmm. sitting in the in the in the chairs. But again, that was before my heart was changed. Hmm. And once my heart was changed and heart was softened, it was, yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I'm broken and I'm welcome here. Yeah. It was a completely different mindset. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like anybody ever said, oh, you're not welcome here. That was just how I felt. Um, to no one's fault except for the enemy lying to me. Yep. And then uh, we were part of that church for, do you remember? I was going to say four or five years. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I mean, three or four years probably. And then we moved on uh, to a different church um, and met a great group of people. And we were part of that church for a few years. And we went to another church because mm-hmm. we followed some friends that, that changed churches. And then they moved out of town. And then we went back to the second church. People are going to go totally lost in our church story here. Yeah. But it was like this back and forth, back and forth. And here we are, we were loving Jesus, we were reading our Bible, but we had no church home. And it was exhausting. Well, and we even had a season, Brian, um, that we did not have a church home. And so we fell in the category of the sometimers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we would sleep in on Sunday mornings, or we would watch, you know, we would we would watch Louis Giglio, or, yeah. you know, we an would... O- an online service. An online service, but... W- we weren't in community, right? We were, I mean, we were in community with each other and, 
you know, it was during this time too. It was like, oh man, we have little kids. And it's, it's that scenario that you gave of like, man, I just yelled at my kids to get their shoes on, get their shoes on, get their shoes on to get to church. Yeah. And I go to church and then it's just, it's the not worth it. Right. It, it's yeah. the, the stress of it wasn't worth it. And we fell into this category of, we love Jesus. We were on fire for Jesus. Our marriage had <laughs> been healed. Mm-hmm. We had kids and we were sometimers. We just didn't have a church home. Like nothing felt, there was no peace anywhere. No. And part of that was us. I mean, a, a, one, a lot of it was <laughs> us. Come on now. <laughs> I remember leaving church, a church one time and I looked at you and I go, that was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Like saying that out loud. Yeah. That was a waste of time. But the common denominator in all of that was us. It was. Sometimes the most difficult scenario is looking at the person in the mirror. Yeah. And that's where we were. It was like, hey, we have all these church problems everywhere we go. Maybe <laughs> maybe the problem is us. And and it was during that time, it really in that turmoil, that we were challenged by a pastor. Uh, he had heard of, of us and heard of our story and... He, he said our name kept popping up in conversations and he just wanted to meet us. We weren't attending this church at the time. And he's like, hey, can you guys come in? I'd, I'd love just to, to meet you. And I remember going into his office and, and not really wanting to share anything. It was kind of about, it was, uh, it was a little bit, it was around the same time we decided to launch the ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember God telling me like, Brian, you're going to tell your story to the world and help people that you've never met before, but you don't want to share your story in the safety of a, of a pastor's office. And I was like, okay, I get it. God, like I'm, I'm listening. And, and we shared our story and shared our passion and our, and our love for Jesus and our love for helping others. And, and that pastor basically called us out and said, you got to stop wondering. Mm-hmm. He's like, you guys are, you're nomads. You're wandering all over the place. And, and, you, and he challenged us. Yeah, he's like, you you need to plant roots, plant roots, whether it's here or somewhere else. Like yeah. you got to stop doing this because you're always going to have discontent. If you're a nomad, mm-hmm. if you're always going to wander, you have discontent and somebody listening right now needs to hear that because you are in discontent. You are leaving churches. You're going to different churches. You're looking for all the problems instead of planting roots to be part of the change. Yeah. And, and that really, that's what this pastor challenged us. He's like, I need people like you, like you and Shayla to help change lives here. And and so, Shayla, we jumped in, and, and we were part of that church for um, five years. Is that right? Yes. And then two years ago, God was calling us to make a change again. And and again, this, this change was a scary change, right? Because it wasn't because there was discontent. It wasn't because um, we weren't involved in... It was... Yeah, there was no discontent. Yeah. I mean, we were in we leadership. Were so we were so happy. We were leading classes. Uh, we were pouring into people. People were pouring, in, pouring into us. We had great relationships. We were in community. Uh, we were close with pastors and leadership. I mean, ev- everything that you would think that you needed... We had. We had. Yeah. And God was calling us to make a change again. And I remember telling you, if we move churches again, we cannot watch from the sidelines. Not, not at all. Like we've done that, been there, done that. I don't want to do that again. And, and Brian, you know, to my fault, my personality is I want to sit back and I want to see what's going on. You know, I, I want to see, you know, is it, is it safe? Is it right? Um, and, and your leadership through this is 
is, is what got us to where we are today. And, you know, if, if you're listening, um, you know, if you're a husband or a wife, man, let your husband lead you in these hard times. Because I remember you saying, you know, we can't sit on the sideline. And I wanted to sit on the sideline. Like, I, I, like, I don't know, Bri, I was real hesitant. Um, because the, the church we were leaving, there was peace. It was there safe. was friendships. There was everything that we were looking and longing for when we landed roots there. And this was going to be starting all over. And that was scary. Scary for me. And, but yet exciting because yeah. we really felt God was calling us to do this change. So where we landed two years ago uh, was Life Church. Uh, main campus is out of Oklahoma City. And we we had gone to Life Church in Oklahoma City back in 2008. Shayla, remember that? I had, I had ran the Oklahoma City Marathon. Yep. And uh, we went there with some friends, and we were blown away. I mean, we met the campus pastor afterwards and said, hey, when are you, you, know, <laughs> you going to open up a campus in Kansas City? And the guy said, do you want to start one? And I was like, well, I just gave my life to Jesus like 12 months ago. Uh, 14 months ago, I go, I don't think I'm the one to really lead a church. And so we watched from a distance for, for 12 years, Yeah. Uh, from 2008, um, all the way through, uh, you know, really the end of 2018. So 10 years. And then we attended uh, life church in Wichita, Kansas, Christmas Eve services in 2018. And again, blown away. And asked the campus pastor, like, hey, Kansas City. And and he's like, hey, uh, can you be patient? <laughs> Couldn't really tell us anything. Because there was a, a life church in Overland Park, Kansas, which mm-hmm. is about 45 minutes from where we live. Just too far for us for community. Um, but we had watched uh, Pastor Craig Groeschel online for years, uh, the Global Leadership uh, the global leadership Summit. Uh, we've been, you know, we've heard their music for years, friends and family had gone to life church for years. So we had been involved in watching from a distance Yeah. and here life church was going to open up Kansas city, Northland, like in our, in our front yard. Yeah. Like so close. Four miles away from our house. And it, it was hard, Shayla. Like God was calling us to make a change and, and we were very resistant. Yeah. But, uh, there was a lot of tears that, that I shed because of, of this, we were change. leaving what we knew. Yeah. We were leaving friends, a safe community to something we had no idea. Yeah. And I remember telling you, and you talk about my leadership through this. I remember telling you, I believe that God is calling us to make the move to grow us. Mm-hmm. And in order to grow us, he has to stretch us. And I didn't want to be stretched. <laughs> I, like, I like comfort. <laughs> and I said, Chad, if we're going to make this move, we have got to jump in. We've yeah. got to get involved. Uh, we have to be... We have to be known, not from a selfish way, not like, hey, look at us, but we have to be known to where, hey, let us hold that door. Mm -hmm. Let us serve. Let us pour that cup of coffee. Let us be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. And I also remember hearing God's voice say, I need you and Shayla to make the move to Life Church to to be there to support the staff. Because Life Church uh, has campuses throughout Oklahoma, Texas, uh, Kansas City now has three locations, uh, Springfield, uh, Omaha, um, Colorado New, Springs, New York. New York, Albany, New York. There's a campus in Florida. So there's campuses throughout, uh, is it 11 states? Is that right? I believe so, yeah. And 
the staff coming to the Northland location, they were all coming from different campuses. It's not like they knew each other. And I remember just hearing God's voice, like, you need to be there to support the staff. And you said, well, Brian, we can, we can go now <laughs> or we can wait for a year, year and a half, two years. Let it get established. See how it goes yeah. and then make the change. And I said, I, I want to make the move now to be on the ground floor to help build something. And once we made the decision, we didn't look back. Yeah. That's key. That's key. Once we made the decision, we didn't look back. And so you guys, as you listen, like we have been in those categories. We have been involved in the church going every week. We have been in that category, go to church sometimes. And there was a season there. I mean, obviously in earlier in our marriage, there was a season we didn't go to church. What was church? Like six and a <laughs> half, six, seven years of our the first seven years of our marriage, we did not go to church. Yeah. And so, uh, wherever you find yourself, like we can relate hands down. We can relate. So when we, when we talk about inviting you into our living room to have conversations, like we've, we've been in your shoes. And so well, and we, we've had some ugly conversations about all three of these categories, Brian, and you know, for the listener, if, if you're wrestling with church, um, you know, maybe you want to go, but your spouse doesn't want to go. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a real thing. That's that, a real, that's real, a thing. real common issue um, in marriages. You know, I, you know, my encouragement to you, if you want to go to church, you find a church and you go and you grow and let God work on your spouse's heart, mm, right? Um, because, Brian, I know, we know, I can't change you. You can't change me, but God can. Right. And and that's where, you know, if, if you're a family divided, that's hard. We understand. There's been times where, Brian, you've wanted to go to church and I didn't want to go to church. Um, even, even, you know, in, in our journey, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, so... Again, these are real conversations that we have had over the last 21 years of our marriage and, and being, like I said earlier in this podcast, being in each one of these categories, you know, there's loneliness and there's, it it feels hopeless at some, at some times of, you know, should we go to church? Should we not go to church? Um, but I loved how you said, like, we have to be all in. Mm. So, Brian, let's talk about... Well, let's answer the question. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's answer the question. We have to answer the question. The question is, Shayla, is church important? Yes, of course it's important. And why? There are so many things that are so very important about church. Um, for, for me, one, you grow spiritually, right? It's the spiritual yeah. growth that you, but you don't, well, you know, then I go back to, but you don't have to be in church to have a relationship with Jesus. Now, here's the thing. There's nothing about going to church that saves you. You're right. Yes. Obviously your salvation is secure in a, de- in a decision to follow Jesus. But like you said, spiritual growth happens in a church because yeah. people are going to argue and say, I can just do church online. There, I mean, there are absolutely, you there can. are 20 pastors that we would we would go, heck yeah, listen to Louis Giglio, listen to Andy Stanley, listen to Craig Rochelle. Like there are pastors after pastor that are going to give you great content and they're going to encourage you, but you're going to miss the the community piece, mm-hmm. right? And we have to be spiritual contributors, not just spiritual consumers. That's right. Because you go to church, like you've got to feed yourself. Some people go to church, like just line up the buffet. Yeah. Spoon like, feed me. Somebody yeah, feed me. Yeah. And instead the idea of going to church is to get a fork. So you can feed yourself. Yeah. 
and and I and I when I think about like is church important? Obviously, like we said, the answer is yes. But being involved in a local church, that's such a key piece mm-hmm. to your spiritual journey as you keep the momentum of following Jesus. We talk a lot about that in a marriage. Like, how do you keep momentum going? And being involved in a local church is such a big key piece to that. Well, and I think, Brian, um, like you talked about the community piece to church, right? But for you and I, as a married couple serving together, it's so rewarding. Yeah. I love every Sunday knowing that, hey, we're holding the doors together right. for people to walk in that church to have real life change. Um, it's not about us holding those doors. It's about you and I spending time serving God together. Serving. Serving. Together. Yeah. So let's talk about those five. Let's help the person who, who is, I think we can help all, all three groups. I think we can help the group that, yes, they go to church, but maybe there's something that's just not, they're not content, right? But let's, let's help that group. Let's help the group that sometimes goes, goes to church and the, the group that doesn't go to church with these five things. Ready to jump into let's the five? Go. Yep. All right. So number one, you have got to be, you've got to find a gospel-centered Bible teaching church. Yes. And what does that mean? If the church you go to, if they're not mentioning the word Jesus, you should probably find another church, right? If they're going to avoid the salvation story, the, the, the death of Jesus on the cross and the resurrection and, and avoid an invitation, I'll even say an invitation weekly, you should probably find a different church. And here's why the whole idea of church is to help people hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. And if you're not preaching the gospel every week, what's the point? Yeah. You're, and, you're missing the big piece. Right. Yeah. And if you're in a church and you're like, ah, I don't really, I get tired of hearing about the gospel. Ooh, like the gospel should better, never get old <laughs> right, you, ever. <laughs> you should, it's kind of like saying like, it gets old watching the chiefs win. Like, no, you should get excited about the gospel every single time you hear it and yeah. think about it whether that's in song or in scripture or somebody sharing it, like should never get tired of hearing about the gospel of Jesus. So number one, you got to find a Bible teaching church who is gospel centered. Number two. All right. Number two, try multiple churches and, and go back more than once, you know, so you're not saying go like church shop, just to shop, no. but like, yeah, you know, find a church and try it a couple of Sundays okay. in a row, you know, why maybe six weeks, you know, g- give yourself Maybe get through a series um, that the that the pastor is preaching, and here's the reason why, Brian. Because if you go, and <laughs> two things, okay. maybe you go and it's a guest speaker, and you're like, well, that was lame. I never want to go back. You're missing. You, or you, you think that was great, or you, and you come it, back you, and you, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, the guest speaker is better. Or or and 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 this, it's just bad timing. It happens in churches. Maybe they're talking about giving. Maybe. Maybe this sermon is all about giving and you're like, all the church wants is my money. And that's why you don't go to church because you were burned by the church yeah. one time because you felt guilty that you weren't giving, whatever. Yeah. That's a good point. So, yeah. so try it multiple times. Yeah. And I, you know, or try multiple churches, but go, go back more than once. Yeah. I like that idea how you said, try an entire series. Yeah. I mean, try a series, you know, and if, if they don't do a series, give yourself six weeks. And if after six weeks, it, it's not a fit, that's okay. Find a different church. And, and, and repeat, you know, get, get involved and, and, you know, again, ask yourself the questions. Are they preaching the gospel? Are you mm-hmm. hearing the gospel? And, and how are you, you know, spiritually growing 
And if you're stagnant and you're not growing, those are some signs. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything bad about the church. It's not a good fit for you. Right. Good point. Uh, number three, talk to everyone in the family. And what we mean by this, Shayla, is this. If I'm leading the family, I'm like, hey, let's go try this church. I'm going to process all of that inside, probably on the car ride home, maybe on that afternoon, maybe for a couple days. Like, that's just what guys do. But at some point, husbands, you've got to talk to your spouse, talk to your wife. Hey, what did you think? Mm -hmm. What did you think about worship? What did you think about the um, the commons area when we walked in, in the lobby? What, what did you, th did people interact with us? Did you think people were friendly? Did you like the coffee? I mean, those are all things that you got to take into factor, right? And then if you have kids, ask your kids, what was it like in the youth program? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what did they, did they talk about the Bible? Did they talk about Jesus? Did you just play video games all the time? Like what, what was their experience like? And did they like it? Yeah. Cause that's such a big part too, Shayla, that everybody needs to be on the same page. Yeah. And there can be a little bit of, um, you know, like in our story, like I was like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to jump in. And you're like, ah, I don't know. Like you can push a little bit, but if you were going opposite, opposite directions, it's, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. All right, All number right. four. Number four. Um, again, get involved. Don't sit on the sidelines and watch everybody serve. Plant roots. I mean, that, that is, you know, if, if, if there's one thing you take away from this podcast and you are going to church and you're like, eh, I'm going through the motion, right? Yeah, this would definitely be for that person in the category. I go to church, but maybe there's some discontent. Get discontent. Like, that's your own fault. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee if you say, where can I serve? And it doesn't have to be with kids. You know, if somebody came to me and said, Shayla, you're going to have to serve in the nursery at the church, I would be like, peace out. That's just not my thing. And that's okay. But find the yeah. area that God has gifted you in to serve. Use your talents. If you can sing, get on the worship team. You know, yeah, and, if you like lights or production, get on the production team. Yes. Like, there's so much behind the scenes stuff that you can do. Uh, a smiling face, holding a door. Yes. Uh, helping in the parking lot. Uh, coffee. I mean, there's like you said, there's so many different areas. And I love what you said. Don't sit on the sidelines. Because you can get lost in a church of 20 people mm. as easily as you can in a, in a church of 200 people or 2,000 people. Say that again. You can get lost in a church of 20 people, 200 people, or even 2,000 people. Sometimes people think like, oh, it's a big church. I can just get lost. I, I, we hear that a lot. Like, it was just so big. I just couldn't get involved. I didn't know anybody. Well, guess what? Those same That same thing happens in a church of 20 people. Yeah. Because if you went to that church of 20 people, you would say, there's no programs. There's no... <laughs> Or we're the They're, new people, nobody, no, yeah. you know. We don't fit in because everybody already has their friends. Like, yeah. you are going to find something to complain about in every situation. Yeah. So don't sit on the sidelines. Get involved. Get involved. Uh, because if you're not serving, uh, that is such a big piece to spiritual growth. Yes. Is serving. Because yes. that's what Jesus did. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. Mm. And... That should be our our philosophy. Is we try to be more like Jesus. We we should be here to serve, not to be served. So good. All, All right. right, number five. Don't let the chaos of life prevent you from having a Sunday morning experience. Now I know this one is. Uh, I, I've I've got to explain this in a little bit. Um, there was a time, Shayla, when when we were attending a church, 
that I remember going in and just like the chaos of life, like work stress, Addie was little, like we were new parents, like just stuff, like normal stuff. Life. Life. And I remember everything was going so fast. I would miss worship. I would miss the music. I would miss the message because it was just like, I couldn't slow down enough to enjoy the moment. Mm. And I remember just got into a habit, a routine at that time of slowing my brain down and, and literally praying, Lord, let me slow down in this moment, mm. taking a deep breath. Maybe I close my eyes. I, you know, just listen to the words that they were singing and letting the Holy spirit come over me. Yeah. And that was such a good routine to get into to where you can slow down enough to go. Oh, I feel you God. Mm. I feel your presence because Sunday morning should be a moment where we feel his presence to where our cup can be refilled mm-hmm. to go on to, to go into the world and, and tell the world about Jesus. We need to be filled up on a, on a Sunday morning. Cause sometimes we think like, what's the point of church anyways? Like, Hey, if you're saved, like what's the point of church? Well, it's all these things we're talking about. Yeah. It's getting in community. It's serving. It's feeling the spirit, but don't, don't let the chaos of life prevent you from having a Sunday morning experience. Brian, I'm going to add to that chaos. Um, so <laughs> as a new parent, right, we were going to church and I remember thinking, nobody is equipped to, ha- to have my daughter, to have our daughter mm. in nur- then the nursery. Right. And I spent my whole church service wrestling her, keeping her from making a noise. Yeah. And if, if, if you're a parent out there and, and I know there's many different circumstances on, on why you may not want to put your child in the nursery or the kids program, I I get it, but I'm going to challenge you watching our kids have their own community and making their own friends. That's, that's their church. Mm -hmm. And and I know if you're thinking, well, I have a tiny baby, but there is somebody there that is serving, using what God has given them to serve you. Take that minute, take that moment to let them love on your child. And it's hard. I get it. I was the most protective mother ever, but I wasn't getting anything out of church. It was that chaos that you're talking about, Brian, the chaos was focusing on, okay, do I make a bottle? You know, do I, you know, oh, great. Got a dirty diaper. You know, excuse me, excuse me, going out, you know, so distracted myself. I was so distracted. I wasn't getting anything out of church. So maybe part of that chaos is if you have kids with you and they have a kid program, utilize that because you, you will get so much more out of church. And so will they. Yeah. And, because they are learning about Jesus on their level, yep. whether they are a toddler, an elementary age student or a middle school student, like in our church, our high schoolers are with us, uh, during the regular service, but, uh, they are te- learning about Jesus, Jesus on their level. Yeah. And that's where they need to be. Yep. And, and there is something powerful about worshiping, worshiping as a family, but also they need to be in their community. Like you said, yeah. um, so good. So, so just again, to, to talk about the five points, find a gospel centered church, try multiple churches, and go back more than once. Uh, talk to everybody in the family on what they what their experience was like. Uh, get involved. Don't sit on the sidelines. And then number five, uh, slow down. Don't let the chaos of life uh, prevent that Sunday experience. Uh, so many good things, Shayla, we talked about today. I, I want to share just a couple passages 
uh, from scripture. Uh, the first one is an act, is Acts, Acts 2, 42 through 47. It says this, they, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had, had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I love this idea, Shayla, of breaking bread together and gathering together. Mm. That's the point of church. Yeah. Do we, is church important? Yes, because we're gathering together. And what it says here, it, it talks about everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs. Like it's a time to celebrate, mm. right? It's a time to go to church and hear stories of lives being changed, hearing stories of marriages being uh, restored, hearing stories of uh, physically physical healing. That's the awe and wonder of following Jesus. Yeah. And if you don't go to church, you're missing, you're missing those stories, missing that community. And then another passage, and we'll put, put, put these in the show notes, but Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Shayla, when we gather together, we are building something, right? We are, we are, we are the body of Christ as we gather together with Jesus as the cornerstone. And it's so important that we, that we gather. I love where it says you are no longer foreigners and strangers. You have a you place. You have a family. You, you have, have a, a place. Yeah. And Jesus doesn't say, hey, clean up before you come. Uh, church should be a place where everyone belongs. Even if you have questions, if you have doubts on who Jesus is, bring your questions. You know, find a church that's going to welcome you. You don't have to wash your hands or feet before you come in. Yeah. Let Jesus clean you once you arrive. You don't, don't, don't think about, well, I, I've got to, I've got to stop drinking or I've got to stop smoking or got to stop doing drugs before I go to church. Come as you are. Come as you are. Yeah. And um, Jesus is welcoming you with open arms and, and wants you to be part of his, his family and his community. Uh, Shayla, there's, there's so many things that I just wish, I mean, hopefully we're sharing our passion for this because um, one thing I do want to clarify is like church is more than just a building though. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're so passionate about this, but it's not about like your attendance. It's not about checking a box and saying like, okay. God's not looking for your perfect attendance right. on a Sunday morning. No, but you're just missing so much if you're not involved. Like we have some cool relationships at our church and uh, people our age, but then we also have a younger generation that we're pouring into. Like just because we're serving with these people, all of a sudden we're hanging out with 19 and 20 year olds and they think we're cool, which I don't want to tell them we're in our 40s because we're like <laughs> old enough to be their parents. But, uh, you know, we're, we're we're serving with them and then we're, we're, we're playing cornhole with them during the next service because we're there from like 8.30 till, till 1.30 on a Sunday because we're serving during two of the services and attending one. And, and to watch these 19 and 20 and 21-year-old kids on fire for the gospel. So cool. I mean, if you heard our story. We weren't doing we that. We were doing these things at 19 and 20 and 21, no. 22. It's so awesome to see the next generation. And, and, and that's why we're so passionate about this. It's not about the building. 
it's about, not, the, it's it's about, about the people. It's about the people. It's about the people. And I love, I love driving through small towns and seeing the old churches, Shayla, you know, like the big steeples and, and, but how churches have changed over the years. Like churches now look like, yeah, like shopping centers or office complexes or industrial complexes. Yeah. Like churches today, like nothing. Yeah. Like the churches of yesterday. Um, because it's not about the building. No. Like you said, church is about the people. Yeah. Not about the building. Uh, we've got a great pastor friend in central Kansas and, uh, he always, uh, you know, oftentimes during a service, he, he will just, you know, he'll ask who's the church and in unison, the entire, the entire, uh, group of people in attendance, they all at the same time say, we are, we are, <laughs> who's the church. We are, we are the church. It's not the building. It's not the building. It's the people. Mm-hmm. And that's what we just want to leave you with today. It's, it's not about the, the building. It's about the people. Church was created by God for the people to worship him. Say that again. Church was created by God for the people to worship him. Church wasn't created for you to check your attendance. No. If you've got questions about it, let us know. Uh, we would love to, to have some dialogue with you because we are super passionate about this. Uh, make this be a routine, a, a small shift in your behavior in 2021. Find a church. Get involved and watch your spiritual growth because it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Guarantee it. It'll happen because we've, we've experienced it. Yeah. And we've lived in turmoil. We've lived in the discontent. We've lived in the, 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 the lack of a church home. So don't give up. Find a church home. Yeah. There's one out there for you. Yep. And if there's not for right now, we invite you to our church, Life Church. If you live in Oklahoma or, or Texas or Kansas City area uh, or anywhere for that matter, we have yeah. church online. Church we online. have a church online community. If you are in between trying to find a church home, uh, check, check, check out our church. Um, it's uh, life.church. You can find online an online schedule there. Um, again, we, we just want you involved. Yeah. And uh, we'll help you in any way that we can. Uh, all right. Season two, episode one is in the books. Ready for episode two next week? Yes. You want to tell our listener what we got in store for next week? Mm. We have a guest. I don't know. Should we? I already said we had a guest. <laughs> we are excited. Yeah. And it is a guest from Life Church. Yep. Actually. So that will be a, uh, a wonderful, uh, it's going to bring a lot of truth next week. Um, it's going to help you understand how your story matters. Yes. In the big story. And so be sure to check it out. Um, if, you, if you have not hit subscribe yet, please do. Leave us a review. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review or leave us a re- review on Spotify. Uh, make sure you're sharing it uh, with all your friends and uh, on social media. Like us on Instagram and and uh, follow us on Facebook. Did I say that backwards? Yep, you got it. I got it right. You got it right. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Next week. Any final words? No. You're out of words. Out of words. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for checking out uh, our podcast. Thank you for, for being a part of our community. And uh, this week, uh, as your kids are heading back to school, um, as you navigate your marriage, uh, as you try to get back into that routine, um, don't worry about making these resolutions, but worry about making a small shift in your behavior and don't forget to be different. Mm-hmm.